Hello and welcome to The Bulletin with UBS on Monocle 24. Each week, the sharpest minds and freshest thinkers in finance take you beyond the numbers and hype, right to the heart of the big issues of the day. Today we're asking, is it time to start Weight Watching? No, not as a result of your Christmas and New Year excesses, but in terms of inflation. The relative importance of different parts of the inflation basket changes every year. The 2023 changes could push inflation lower. So what does all this mean for smart investors? Well, let's once again turn to one of UBS's best and brightest, Global Wealth Management CIO Chief Economist, Paul Donovan. Paul, who has quite literally written the book about inflation, is here to unpack the topic for us. Thanks for joining us as always, Paul. So, look, good to hear from you again. What's the headline here? Why do inflation investors need to be watching the weight? This is an issue with consumer price inflation. Because, of course, consumer price inflation is a whole bundle of prices. But we've got to decide how important each price is. So what happens is the statistical agencies say, OK, well, how much money do people typically spend on, I don't know, food versus televisions versus new cars? And that then informs the, the weight, the relative importance of these different goods when we come to calculate consumer price inflation. But of course, people's spending patterns aren't static over time. They change constantly. You know, 100 years ago, we might have been spending money on a horse and buggy, and, and now we're spending money on a car or a motorcycle. So obviously, we have to adapt the weights, and that tends to happen at the start of the year. And this year, the change in weights is, is going to be quite interesting and possibly push down consumer price inflation in Europe and in the States. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I know this is a little bit of sort of inflation basket 101, but it is funny. People say, well, hang on, food prices are up. We talk a lot about energy or housing as key costs. And in some markets and in some calculations, they are included, they they aren't. But am I right in saying that in the US, there's, there is a slightly different approach that will use consumer spending from 21 onwards, but that comes with its own attendant complications, Paul? So this is it. The United States has traditionally said, let's look at consumer spending over a two-year period, and we'll use that to weight the, the relative importance of the different items in the basket. And because there's a delay in calculating the data, ordinarily, we would have expected Bureau of Labor Statistics to do this sort of thing, to use the 2020 and the 2021 consumer spending to judge the importance of different items in the consumer price inflation basket in 2023. However, the Bureau of Labor Statistics have changed what they're doing, and they're actually coming into line a bit more with international norms. And what they're saying is, well, we're going to use the 2021 spending as our model for how important different items are. But there's a bit of an issue with this, because, of course, in 2021, we were all coming out of the pandemic, and in the US and indeed elsewhere, there was an explosion of spending on consumer durable goods and people weren't spending so much money on services because we were still a bit afraid about traveling and going out to restaurants and so on but everyone was rushing out to buy new flat screen tvs and to update their kitchens and buy new furniture so what that means is the weightings for different items in 2023 are going to reflect our spending behavior in 2021 which means that the importance attached to durable goods, that's furniture, electronics, and so on, is going to be actually very high relative to history. And the importance attached to services and travel is going to be low. 
the thing about that is that at the moment, the price of durable goods is falling and the price of services is, relatively speaking, rising quite quickly. So what we are doing by using the 2021 weightings is giving increased importance to things that are falling in price and reduced importance to things that are rising in price. Well, Paul, yeah, I mean, that's obviously quite striking. What's the primary risk or are there one or two risks implicit in that in that dynamic if that is what comes to pass? Well, so what this does is it's likely to give a downward bias to inflation. Now, this is something that changes every year. So you know, the weights for 2024 will reflect 2022 spending patterns and so on and so forth. So this is something which lasts for a year, but it will probably give some downside bias to inflation for a year. I think one of the risks is that people will say, well, this isn't really what's happening. Why are you saying durable goods are so important when I'm not buying televisions anymore because people have cut back on spending subsequently? And so you may get some idea that the figures are being manipulated or being fiddled. I mean, I think that's an unfair accusation. The, The data is being calculated the way the data is is traditionally calculated. It's following international standards. But it might mean that the inflation rate uh, has a bit more downwards pressure than the reality that people are experiencing in their day-to-day consumption. Paul, presumably, therefore, the, the same is true of other things. If we look at energy, for example, we've talked often about some of the causes of that, these energy supply shocks, look at the Russian invasion of Ukraine and so forth. Certainly, you know, across Europe, Europe spent quite a great deal more money on energy in 2022. And again, we have this same issue, I suppose, that that weighting, therefore, what will go up in 23 at a moment, again, where the actual price of energy is probably growing now more slowly than the headline rate of inflation. Exactly. So the the Europeans have always just used a one-year spending pattern. The US has, as I said, changed from two years average to one year. But the Europeans get their spending data a bit more quickly than the States does. So we will be using 2022 spending to weight 2023 inflation as far as Europe is concerned. Otherwise, the principle is more or less the same as the States. So what that means, of course, is because, particularly after March of last year, the amount of money we were spending on energy went up dramatically with the increase in energy prices. The weighting to energy is going to be higher in 2023. Uh, the weighting to things like going on holidays will also be pretty high because people were you know, fanatically going on holiday last year and that pattern of spending will be reflected in the relative importance of airfares and car hire and so on in 2023. So it's, it's not all downwards because airfares and car hire are still quite robust in terms of their price increases. But on the energy side, which is obviously a big weighting and very important to the headline number, we are giving an increased weight to energy at a time when, as you say, you know, energy prices are now starting to decline and actually, in some cases, decline quite quickly. So, Paul, let's just have a sort of final takeaway then for investors. You mentioned in your blog post about this, you know, inflation investors need to do this weight watching. And you've explained very elegantly exactly what, what you mean. What are some of the kind of longer term things to, to think about? They're watching this area with a great deal of, of interest. What does it mean in terms of investment decisions on a sort of day to day level? Or is it the, is the point in the, in the title, which is they just need to wait and see and watch and pay you close attention? Well, I think people need to be, be a little bit more aware of what goes into the calculation of inflation. And so it depends what it is you're looking at uh, inflation for. If you're worried about where policy is going, then the headline inflation rates potentially 
are coming down more quickly. And that's something that might you know, slow policy tightening earlier than anticipated. It might lead to rate cuts earlier than anticipated, you know, because the headline inflation numbers, which central banks are supposed to be targeting, is moderating a little bit more rapidly. So that's something to think about. If you're thinking about pricing power of companies, though, you might want to think a little bit more carefully about you know, what's happening with the inflation number. Is that really reflecting the pricing power of companies? Because if all we're doing is just sort of shuffling the relative weights around, it's not really telling us much about an individual company's ability to pass on prices to the end customer. And if you're thinking about consumer spending power, then that's, that's also quite important because if the reason inflation is falling is just because we've increased the importance of durable goods in the basket. That's not really increasing the spending power of consumers particularly. Now, there are other factors that might increase the spending power of consumers. There are other reasons why consumers may face a lower cost of living. There are several prices which are falling very rapidly now. But if it's part of the story is about the waiting, that's not so relevant to the reality of people and their ability to spend. And of course, that does matter when you're making investment decisions about consumer spending power in the future. So although it might seem like a sort of a rather arcane subject that only an economist could possibly get excited about, actually the way we measure inflation is becoming more and more important to investors seeking to understand what sort of spending power do we have, what sort of pricing power do companies have, and what central banks' balance of risks around policy is likely to be over the course of this year. That's Paul Donovan bringing us to the end of this edition of the show. Do listen again and explore more at monocle.com. That's where you can join the club by subscribing to Monocle magazine. And you can discover more and find out how UBS can help you by heading to ubs.com. This is The Bulletin with UBS on Monocle 24. I'm Tom Edwards. Thanks for listening.